Get Into Gate, episode 230, talking Stargate Atlantis, season three, finally upon us, Mitch, oh, yeah. Maddie, Brendan, all hey, here, mate. boys. This Love is the it. last seasons we're doing kind of oh, SG-1 yeah. Atlantis mm. as well, Mitch. Mm. Remember last oh, week yeah, you were talking about this is the last time. Yeah. This is it. Wow. Last, the it's last like premiere overlaps. It's like a John Farnham concert. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, here we are, Atlantis, no man's land. Uh, we're getting into, uh, quote-unquote, peak Atlantis. That is a uh, quote from one Matty Gibson yeah. a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I he think, said this is your favourite season I of SGA. I think of season SGA. three of Atlantis yep. is, yeah, I think it's my favourite. Nice. And it's got most of my favourite episodes in it. Uh, there's still some stinkers here and there. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But, yeah, to, to me, there's a big taper after um, after season three. It okay. off. Okay. Quite dramatically. Mm. Well, I mean, we do kick off this uh, this season with a little bit more Michael, and I know uh, you guys have said, "Look, Michael, fine. It's just come the end of Atlantis. You're like we've seen enough of him. So when you go back well, and do a bit of a rewatch, that's we, only us. Apparently. We didn't we didn't say the end of Atlantis, Mitchell. We're not trying to make you believe that he survives all the way through Atlantis. Well, we're just saying between his... now and his final episode. Sure. That, yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. also, we had a lot of feedback from our review. Mm. Uh, last Atlantis review, yeah, where people were like we loved Michael. Yes, they did. Yeah, I, I respect it. I don't I agree. D- yeah, I respect it. I, I probably enjoyed a lot the first time, but yeah, I remember, I remember enjoying Michael the episode the first time. It was a great yeah. twist. Um, but yeah, the more I watch, I'm like, yeah, I know what's happening. It's fine. And yeah, I think he gets overused. And I think that's why it's fitting that Mitch had it in his top three. Mm. We did. Yeah, 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 exactly. How did you feel, Mitch, about getting into it, I guess? Because, again, we don't have uh, synopses uh, currently uh, with these uh, DVD box sets. So we'll see what we can get with that. Mm-hmm. How did you feel I had issue with this episode with Michael's turn back to working with us again? Yeah, that... Just with one one little quip from the Queen. Now, this is a society who all of the drones have, you know... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, chest bombs built mm. into their outfits to die and sacrifice themselves for their queen. Yeah. This one queen said, uh, "You're smelling a bit human. Yeah. Maybe you should go and you know self-destruct yourself." Mm. And he goes, "Well, fuck this bitch," mm. and decides he's going to go and work with Atlantis again. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it's been a minute since I watched the the season finale to feel like how much uh, he was involved. I guess how much of the plan was because of him or that he you know created it whatever so when it starts off and they do a little bit of flashback stuff obviously but then also you see the bit at the start where they're having a bit of a disagreement uh about the queen making some decisions without telling him and then it very for me first time it very quickly seemed to be him not sympathizing with the humans but like oh you're a means to the end that i need um and also hey i was completely blindsided just like you guys we're basically the same bros and I'm like, mm. oh, I just feel like this is a little... It just seemed like, yeah, a bit of a too quick of a turn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's Wraith. It'd be the means to another end that'll benefit him when he can betray them. And I um, can't wait for that to happen because, of course, it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> if I mean, if, if it doesn't, he's like, what, a, a, he's our little sleeper agent within them? I, I don't know. But yeah. if, if that's the case, it seems like a very quick turn. It happened between, almost between scenes. Like, I, I get that he was angry at the Queen. And angry at what had happened, but then like the next time we see him, he's helping them to do what they want to do and helping like just picked up the walkie-talkie like Shepard, bro, I'll help you. Yeah, you want to take out a hyperdrive? That'd that'd be sick. That'd help you. That'd help you so much. Yeah, given that like at the end of the episode, Michael, it's like if we hadn't have stopped him, he would have fed on Taylor, mm. like, and she would be dead. Mm. And then like he was that hardcore, and she was she was the only one who was quote unquote nice to him. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he was ready to feed on her. He was that determined to go back to his people 
And now he's come up with this whole plan to, you know, um, backstab us. Or it's like, well, the queen had her own plan and he wasn't in on the plan and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I feel like any other like Lieutenant, um, non scab face, um, Wraith would have just been like, yeah, well, she's the queen. I yes, guess. my queen. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he suddenly got this main character energy where he's just like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> um, bro, you were NPC before you were human. Okay? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think it, it. I mean, it does double down in the fact that I think he has been irreparably changed from what we did to him in making him human, yeah. and I think that's changed him forever. But yeah, he now does kind of feel othered by both. He's never going to be a wraith, he's never going to be a human, so he's decided to be sort of this thing in between. So I, I don't know why he would then suddenly just... Like, I know there's the whole, you know, your enemy of your enemy is your friend, blah, 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 but it's like just the amount of help and trust that he was putting in... um uh, Not Mitchell. Um, Shepard. Putting in Shepard. And then even at the end when Ronan was just like, oh, why don't I fucking kill you? He's like, oh, because I'm trusting you, and hands him his gun, which I spoke about last week. Yeah, got to make sure Ronan gets his gun back. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it is weird. It's a weird stopping point because I would have actually loved for us to have done this episode and the next Atlantis episode, Miss Begotten, almost as like a two-parter to do them yeah, together. Well, that. when it ended with To Be Continued, I'm like, oh, crap, I've only had enough time to watch this episode. <laughs> like, is it, did I not know that there were two parts to No Man's Land? Oh, See, shit. I think I have a different view and just talking about where we're up to at this point, Michael has nowhere to go. So I would have almost felt like he would be more accepted with the humans. So I feel like at this point they should have, I would have liked it if they actually casted Trinia into the Atlantis cast and he's a wraith in Atlantis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, and then they can use his abilities like a tilk mm. to yeah. kind of, I you just, know, I just plot, feel like the queen, the queen wasn't that that mean to him. No, not really. He just came up and said, hey, what's this new plan that you guys didn't tell me about? And she said, I'm the queen. I do whatever the fuck I want. And if you don't like it, go jump out an airlock. Yeah. And then see, he suddenly then went back to his room and just like, well, fine, she doesn't give me, I'm gonna, and I'm going to go and help Shepard blow this fucking ship up. Yeah. What, mate? Tell us again that you're not human. Yeah. You've got very yeah. human yeah. emotions right now, Michael. Yeah, she's literally the one saying, I can smell the humanity on you. Mm. So what does he do? He goes and helps the humans blow up her ship. That's yeah. what I mean. Like he, they, he probably, like you said, he, they would sacrifice themselves. He feels like he doesn't want to do that because he was human, maybe. Yeah. Or because of his transition and he's trying to come back and they're like, we don't accept you, you scumbag. Mm. I feel like he would have been more accepted in here. And then it would have been a nice kind of plot point trying to get him and Ronan on the same page. Yeah, I would I would have liked for them to double down more on the... Because obviously in the episode, Michael, it's just him discovering who he really is and trying to get back to his people. Mm. It would have been more interesting this episode, I think, to find out more about the fact that they don't actually accept him. He's been yeah. tainted. Yeah, we don't. We still um, don't know who he Michael was be prior to that, right? He's just a generic just a wraith. Generic wraith guy. <gasps> Which, oh my god! Speaking of, did you notice in this episode? Mitchell won't know this reference, but did you see Todd in this episode? No. Todd. Well, he's, oh, he's I, not really I saw Todd. Similar. It's yeah. the, it's that actor. Is it? It's that actor. Oh, okay. Um. So, Mitch, there's a uh, you know um hauling Christopher Hyatt like the 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 Athosian guy, the mm-hmm. friend of Taylor with the, with the, long oh, yeah, the yeah, stupid yeah. kid. He's in the yeah. Link. Yeah, the guy from the Link episode. He goes on to play a wraith character, a recurring wraith character called Todd. Mm. He's Classic wraith name. Spoiler. Well, you know. I mean, that's he gets a great the name. scene. He gets the name Todd. But it's like he's he's. <laughs> How do you like Todd? <laughs> oh yeah, maybe maybe I should have said re- recurring. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's like. 
Christopher Heidel is playing just a generic Wraith lieutenant in this episode. Mm. And it's like, because, I mean, they do that all the time. Like, we had that guy from season one who played every single Wraith and yeah. they just gave him a different face tattoo. Mm. Um, and then he was like, I'm done playing Wraith now. I'm sick of prosthetics. So that's, mm. they started, you know, using other Wraith lieutenants. But I guess because I skip this episode quite often, I never noticed that mm. there's a Christopher Heidel Wraith mm. um, just in that one scene. Mm. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, I mean, I didn't know it was him, but I'm like, oh, he looks like yeah that guy. <laughs> Come on, guys, you got to talk about it. No, no, I'm let's just... let's let's talk about weird being a badass. <laughs> I was, I was oh, gonna say, my on. first thought to bring up was on, weird, guys. like Come just on. the fact that they're like, you got to come back to Earth now, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, like, and you know, yeah, she did tell him to go, well, kind of stick it up their ass, um, but. If you don't like what I'm doing, then I quit. Okay. Bro. Calm down. No, come on now. This, this I is I do a, what I want, John. This, I mean, Woolsey. No, this is a... <laughs> John! This is a perfect example of the ridiculous double standard that Weir is held to. They are literally still in the middle of the crisis... <laughs> and the IOA decides to come back and debrief her. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they put their own fucking... Um, yeah, couldn't they zoom it? Well, they put their own... Um, what do they call They put their foot in their own mouth. Foot in mouth. In fairness, Dr. Weir kept us informed of every action they took along the way. And we supported her recommendations, I know. But clearly, we were not in possession of all the facts. Obviously, neither were we, Ambassador. Uh, the IO, Ambassador. The IOA. I didn't know all the facts either. Exactly. We're, I mean, I knew they would download shit into my computers, and I said it was fine, and they stabbed me in the back. The, Classic Wraith. The IOA signed off on every single fuck. We are checked in with them in every single she step of the way. But she didn't. But she, they just admitted they did. Fucking Tamlin Tamita just admitted that the IOA. She's Chinese. As if she's involved, really. I've. <laughs> hey, how many? Do you we have to go back adage, on how many times she fed up? You know that old adage in me? Like where three it's episodes talk, in where a row. It talks about playing chess against a pigeon and they just kick over the pieces, <laughs> shit on the board and strut around. Well, let's talk about it. You want to talk is about it? what it feels like right now. Three episodes before the finale, the Wraith thought Atlantis was dead. We were safe. The Jedi thought we were dead as well. That's it. Just live in peace and harmony now. Go through the gate, do some cool stuff. She f***ed that up three episodes in a row. Well, that was with Michael. That Her. was that was Beckett wanting to f***ing restore Wraith to their natural form, even though they weren't born human. Beckett thinks he yeah, can turn back human again. Yeah, and how many things again. did they f*** up in there? No, but episode. I'm talking about this episode specifically. But they're talking about her decisions in those three episodes. No, they're talking about these. They're talking about last week. They're only they're only talking about the alliance with the Wraith. From last episode so, so, being so allies. So she didn't ask for permission to download Wraith data onto the No, she did. Atlantis Listen to computer. this again, and the IOA signed off on everything. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But now they're trying to rake her over the coals for it. Yes. In the she, middle of the mission. like she didn't give them all the information. She did, though. No, she didn't. Listen again. Well, she said In she fairness, did. Dr. Weir kept us informed of every action they took along the way. And we supported her recommendations, I know. But clearly, we were not in possession of all the facts. See? Wait. <laughs> Obviously, neither were we, Ambassador. She was. We, are, we reported every single piece of information she, she had to the IOA. But she reported the IOA, what she did. 
Yeah, no. She. That's what Woolsey said. Listen to that again. Number three, Mitchell. <laughs> what did Woolsey say? In fairness, Dr. Weir kept us informed of every action they took along the they way. They took along... Yeah. They kept us informed of every action they took. And the, I- and the IOA signed off... They didn't give permission to do it. She doesn't need permission. Well, they, what? Make up your mind then. They signed off on she everything. She needs permission she, or she doesn't. She doesn't. So then but, she... F- up. No, because that's why it, they're putting her on trial now. Listen, no. you fucked up three weeks in a row. We were safe, mate. Yeah, you have to admit it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I, that's why I don't like the whole Michael thing. It was dumb. Yeah, it was stupid. But and then the Jedi one and yeah. But all we're of also that. watching a TV show, so if there's no peril, then there's no show. So they oh. have people have to make those Could kind have, of decisions to create peril. Let's let's create cool new enemies. Oh well, they did. They created Michael. That's a cool that's new not enemy. Cool. And he's not new, he's a wraith. <laughs> yeah, but he's a human wraith. <laughs> anyway, the problem I have is the mission is still going. I can understand if they want to um, pull Weir aside after the wraith attack has been thwarted yeah. and say, you idiot, you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done this, in you hindsight, shouldn't have done this. In hindsight, it's great. classic guy away. They're in the middle of the mission, which they haven't resolved yet, and they've decided to recall Weir from Atlantis to yeah. say, we agreed with everything you said up until this point, but now we've decided we don't. Yeah. Was bullshit. So I loved the fact that Weir was like, you guys don't make a decision. So you know what? I'm going to do the thing that you guys can't do, which is make a decision mm. because I'm an actual fucking leader, not a politician. Not a good one, but she is one. Hey, she's she's got fucking <laughs> Landry in her corner. He's Landry's like, if I've got to choose between the IOA and we are, I'm gay. fucking choosing we are. <laughs> I actually like that where he's like, hey, you got to come back. Like you, 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 you're being ordered. You have to come back. And then when she's rolling through, she's like, yeah, but who even said this? He goes, the president. She says, what if I said I didn't believe? He goes, well, yeah, actually, no, he didn't. But you need to go yeah. and see them. What and if you, I said it was the president. You, they're diplomats. Okay, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna nail this mm. because you're gonna do it face to face, and they're gonna cower in their boots rather than doing it over a Zoom call from the yeah. other side of the universe. They don't give a shit. They're going to think they have all the power. But if you're in the room with them, they're going to shit themselves. Mm. So I do like that. And the fact that, yeah, when she's sitting there going, hey, it's been an hour or whatever it was, um, what are they? Oh, they're still talking. She's like, of course they're, because they want me to, like, make a wrong decision. Whatever decision I make, if it doesn't work, yeah, they and it's can, wrong, they they're going to, well, we didn't want to do that. We just hadn't come up mm. with a decision. So I like that she was like, that you know bit, what? Yeah, they yeah. did that do through, this thing. And- throughout SG1 as well. Yeah, like they weren't called the IOA back then, but it was the same bureaucracy. Well, it was mm. it was the government. It, yeah. was, it was like Woolsey the came, oversight. not Woolsey. Yeah, um, uh, what's the guy from politics? Fucking Kinsey. Mm. Yeah, Kinsey came from accounting. Like he came from like the people holding the purse strings for the SGC. Yeah, and he came in the saying, oversight committee. Why wasn't are we giving then? you no? Because the the IOA that was the other guy. The IOA is international oversight committee. So it's after season six once we've revealed yeah, to other countries. Now it's the, International Oversight Advisory. Advisory. But remember they had the the committee. I think he that was no, no, no. Oh, yeah, Kinsey that, or the next guy was. That was charge. part of the US government though. Yes. That was specifically the US government and who who pay the bills for the US military. Yeah, I'm just saying now, we're, we're we're going through this whole same thing again with dumbass bureaucrats. Yeah. That can't make up a decision. They yeah. wanna injure you in hindsight. They wanna drag you over the coals in hindsight. Absolutely. But if you make a great pos- um, decision. They're like, yeah, we we. Are. Well, we're, yeah, we're the ones that put we're you in a good. position to make that great call. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and this is no. I re- liked that bit. I liked that bit where she was like, all right, well, I'm going to make the decision. If you don't yeah. like it, then I'm quitting. You're going to have to fire me. <laughs> no, that's when that's the thing because she's a civilian, not a military yeah. person. So that's yeah. that's you know she's going to go get banged by, by Nareem. <laughs> she probably didn't. I need to get back to see John. 
God. How does she get back to see John? <laughs> and does she bang the rim? John. On the way. John. Actually, that's... Is her looking John. for him through a race ship. John. She busts in to save him. Get out of the way, John. Boom, she blows the queen away. That's she it. literally blew her away. <laughs> that's an interesting question, though. How... I guess we might find out next season. No, that was How my... does she get back to Atlantis? Yeah, that was Atlas. my... My thought too was like the fact that but that, that means Atlantis is going to be without her for like a month. Thank God, <laughs> get some shit done. They come back; it's a utopia. Yeah. They've established peace with the Jedi. So um, I thought the same thing as soon as she walked through. I'm like, uh, as I mean, I don't know a lot, and maybe Jacob's right, and then I don't pay enough attention. But um, shouldn't they need one of those to uh, get mm. her back? Maybe yeah. we can do Mobius again. Get another ZPM. Mm. Yeah. ZPM. Or yeah. if they want to be really showy, it's um, they put the ZPM on the Daedalus. Mm-hmm. The Daedalus flies, what is it, three weeks or whatever yeah. to yeah. get Two back days. to Earth. Oh, no, this... No, but they insert the ZPM so the Daedalus could be back Oh, in two that's days. right. It gets in two or three days. That's right. Mm. Then they take the ZPM out, connect it to the Stargate so we can step through the yep. Stargate. Yep. Then they put the ZPM back on the Daedalus. No, they put it in the Atlantis platform. Back. That would definitely be the quickest way to get her back, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. To yeah. John. Instead of her just like just taking the normal. It's the quickest way to get her back, but the longest time that Atlantis would be without its defenses, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's like, who's more important? Well, the, sh- the city and everyone on it, or mm. we're in charge? Uh, Brendan, a penny for your thoughts? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Safer. Shut up. Um, Good move. I had some audio commentary presents for you last week with uh, oh, yeah. Robert C. Cooper and his fantastic commentary. Are you re-gifting? Fa- well, no, this this is for me. This one's just for me. Because uh, obviously we have the fantastic Martin Giro, uh, my Robert C. Cooper, writing this episode, mm. uh, who, you know, we have that great bit of audio of him with just the, ugh, talking about his own work. <laughs> right. He's doubled down on this one. It's not the one. It's not the one labelled boring, is it? It certainly is. I think these scenes are a little boring. I I, I really uh, I really tried. You know, it's an important story, I guess, and and uh, it's no one's fault but my own. But I I really think I wrote these scenes too long. I mean, that's, yeah, I think God. the necessary evil of, of uh, exposition for explanation is it has to happen because yeah. you can't have action in this. There's there's not you can't maintain. The real problem is this scene couldn't be funny. You know, and, uh, or at least I couldn't write funny. My deficiencies as a writer made it impossible for me to write this funny, but I, it just didn't seem like a very so light or jovial yeah, scene. There was too much, too much going on with the, the we're about Stop. to lose her job and these guys being jerks and the wraith on their way to Earth. You know, it just, uh, usually what I can do in these exposition scenes, if I have McKay or something like that, or, uh, you know, I can, I can kind of pepper it with the funny, but it just didn't feel, you know, like, that's a scene we needed, and this is too I didn't long make it as fun as I think it could have been, and anyway, I apologize. I actually don't mind the self-deprecating as opposed to Cooper, how he's like, I'm the, gre- I'm the best, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the greatest, and you're like, dude, you wrote one good episode, calm down. But also, Martin Gere is very much a... I'm fantastic, but then he's just like, "Oh, but I'm not fantastic because I'm shit." I didn't, I didn't write this episode very good. It's their, it's yeah. their amazing season opener. Mm. I didn't write it very. good. At what good. point does he know that it, it's? Does he know that it, he's he he can't he's like he can't write himself out of out of the box. He knows it's poorly written, or does he wait until that he watches how it's being received by the director on set or mm. the actors, or he hears the actors reciting back his dialogue, walking through the scenes that he's written, going, "Oh, geez, actually that isn't good." Because at what point do you go from that <laughs> like, to go? Oh, you know what? I couldn't. I could try and make this better, or I could call in some help to make it better, or 
eventually, when I do the DVD commentary, I'll just say, yeah, it's shit and I apologise. <laughs> and then people will not think it's as shit because at least the guy who wrote it yeah, is aware of it. because I'm self-aware of it. Yeah. And my ego is so precious that I'm going to say it's not good, even though I submitted and hundreds of thousands of dollars got spent mm. making this piece of shit that I wrote. <laughs> but because they're all it's a Canadian production, all the Canadians are going to be like, oh, no, no, it was Ooh, great. It was sorry. really good. And they're, they're going to then pump him up by, by telling him how great the episode is by him telling us that it's a shit episode. And mm. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, mate. <laughs> and, and he's specifically talking about all the weird IOA scenes when, mm. when he was doing that commentary. He's got fucking Woolsey there. Woolsey's a funny bastard. Like, you could have Woolsey making plenty of little quips and comedic little bits and pieces in there. He just chose not to. Mm. Yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, there was the 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 French ambassador. He yeah. was he was quite funny in the in the the scourge by yes. being like, uh, spacebugs, you know, shit like that. He could have done the stuff. bugs. Yeah, can we eat these bugs? I tell you what, I did actually. I I found it humorous, if not funny, Martin Gary. Um, where uh, Mitchell, God, I've done it again. Shepard is uh, there docked on the side of the ship. You know, went full Millennium Falcon and Empire, and he's just sort of docked there through hyperspace, which is actually like it was a really cool visual. Him going, yeah, wow, this is different. Mm. The um, tilt on the camera made it. Yeah, yeah, really Even cool. No... And then he um. He's sitting there like, do I, you know, disengage the docking clamps or whatever? And he's like, oh, can I, can I even attack them in? Yeah, hang on. And then has a memory about how he doesn't remember. Yeah. yeah, like, and I just found that because he remembers them talking about it, but then it's just from also, or it was weird. I'm like, which part of this is his memory, and which part of this is us looking at the scene that he's remembering? Yeah. Because they gave us a little bit about, hey, this is what you can do in hyperspace, but then we stop listening and we focus in on him. But I'm like, that's funny that. In this, that that was a point of levity in the show. Like it was quite dramatic up until that point, and yeah. that seems like even this show is obviously it's a nice mix of action and comedy and whatever. But that seemed like a different type of comedy than what this show usually does. Like, yeah. like you said, the, the the throwback, the Family yeah. Guy cut scene sort of thing. It was um, that um, that cutaway gave me a little bit of PTSD, mm-hmm. only because I feel like if you if if we all anyone listening, you guys go back and watch that episode, and you've got two nerds screaming at each other mm-hmm. about different ways. Of science, and then just the one guy sitting in the middle, just staring blankly, being silent. Mm. That's the three of us. <laughs> That's me and Brendan. He's are, not listening. Yeah, <laughs> me, and, me and Brendan are McKay and Zelenka yeah. in that scene, and Mitch is Shepard. Yeah. Just sitting in the middle, just not saying anything, just like <laughs> in his own little world. No, well, I was doing that. I mean, in, when we were recording our. Um, uh, which which episode was it now? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Did you, guys... you watch it? <laughs> no, it was our podcast. But was it the mailbag or is it the end of our uh, SG? It must be mailbag. It was mailbag with solitudes. It was right, the, the guy talked solitudes. The guy talking about solitudes and. Yeah. Um, I, I watched solitudes before we recorded, but I think I just watched it. Oh and really? It ha- Thank you, Jacob. I did, and it just it just <laughs> happened. And then you guys were arguing about the point of origin symbol and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there just so blank going, oh, I agree with both of your points, even though they contradict each other, because <laughs> I just watched the episode and it seemed to work as it was. And then as much as you guys have sort of brought that back over the years, and then that guy brought it back up in Mailbag and he had his own thoughts on it. And then you guys- no, He's agreeing with me. Sure. <laughs> whoever it was, doesn't matter to my point of view, because <laughs> I'm there going, I don't know what they're arguing about. Yeah. And so I like really, boobs. I really need to watch. <laughs> Solitudes, and then immediately listen to our podcast on it, and you'll be yeah. even more confused. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I agree with you. We um, should do all our, a cut out a cut up of everything that we say about that, th- like as a oh, commentary solitudes. for solitude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, uh, Alban, it. Alban's the best one for that. <laughs> yeah, Alban. Alban, I need you to go back <laughs> and get every single time we've referenced solitudes yeah. and put it in a supercut, a montage. Podcast. Alban's busy doing his yeah. next Blink One Eighty Two cover. <laughs> True. One more time. Let's get that up, Alban. But uh, no, that was like a, once he sort of got the okay from Michael, I did actually like when he sort of took off and just bang, 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 bang into the, the hyperdrive, right? And he's like, well, you got to go off and do the other one. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just a little bit busy and just sort of, you know, spinning. That's a cool trick uh, while he's being fired. <laughs> and then bang, like he actually cops it on the wing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know what I expected to happen, that he would just, oh, well, he would succeed exactly in what he was doing. But if yeah. he did that, Plot armor. then I guess he would have to land on the ship anyway to either rescue his friends or to kill a bad guy or whatever the, the end game was going yeah. to be. So the idea that he came in and he destroyed half of what he was out to destroy and then still ended up on the ship, it's like, we still got there, but it wasn't the way that I thought. And I actually respect that he wasn't entirely mm. successful in what he was doing. Well, yeah, I guess at, at a certain point he was never going to get away on the 302 because it's like he's got to rescue Rodney and... Ronan, mm. and he's only got one extra chair in the back of his 302. Yeah. So I kind of want to see that scene where, like, R- Rodney's <laughs> sitting on Ronan's lap. <laughs> or Ronan on Rodney's lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it has to go cowgirl style because he can't, they can't fit if they're both facing <laughs> yeah. the same way. Because of all his hair. Yeah. His hair's got to be in the canopy. There was yeah. a moment when, when Ronan broke out of the, um, out of the organic the pod. You know, pod. And then he's yelling at Rodney. God, I don't. He's never. He's actually never been more annoying to me. <laughs> and if I had to put myself in Ronan's shoes, Ronan was having to deal with it for hours and hours on end, and we were only getting little bits and pieces. But oh my Christ, was he annoying? Yeah. And and like he was supposed to be annoying for me, but it was if it was a real life situation, I'm like, I would have stabbed the bloke when I got out. But he got out, and while he was trying to cut him away, uh, and free Rodney. There was like one of his dreadlocks seemed to be acting independent of the rest oh, of his really? head. It honestly, it seemed to be sitting horizontal. Go back I didn't and watch this. That. It, it, it is a wig. I, yeah, sure, no. but like <laughs> not yet. But isn't it? No, that's his real hair. No. I I apologise to, yeah, to that's Jacob. His, that's his real hair. Because I was not paying attention to the dialogue for about three or four <laughs> seconds. Because I swear to God, there was a bit of it, a one dreadlock strand that was up. Then it went down a little bit, up again, and then it yeah, eventually wow. sort of fell. So I don't know whether it got, caught, have got on, yeah, caught on some of the tendrils or something like that. I'll have to go yeah. and have a look at that. Yeah. That's fascinating. So when does he get the wig? I thought this was a wig. No, it's, it's never a wig. So. No, it um, is. Because you no, see it on. It's a, made out of his real hair. So what happened is that is that is Jason Momoa's real hair that he came to the show with. By season four or five, he wanted to shave it. And he even came up with an idea of, oh, there's a story in mind. He's like, with this story, I could shave my head. It could totally work. Uh, production said, no, it is too iconic. Same reason they wouldn't let Tilk grow, grow hair. hair. They want him to have shaved head. So what they did is between seasons four and five, I believe, they shaved his head, took all the cuttings, turned it into a wig. So it is a wig. Made out of his real hair. Yeah, but it's still a wig, mate. Yeah, but not until the final season. Mm, yeah, right. and because the, they put it on Woolsey in that one photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what that would have been is a good storyline would have been, oh, what Ronan and Teal'c have swapped bodies. And then <laughs> to try and feel more like themselves, Ronan has to... I must shave my head. I must shave my head. Mm. And then Teal'c needs to grow his out. And then we just kind of forget about it and let them exist in uh, the, each other's franchises. Yeah. yeah. Well, Teal'c has dreads and... Ronan's shaved. Mm. Yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah. <laughs> In a mad crossover episode. Yeah. And then, like, since then, you look at 
Jason Momoa, it's like he is known for his long hair, like mm. that hair. Yeah, he's slick hair, which is so weird because when you go and look at him as a baby in um, Baywatch, yeah. he's just got like a short back and sides. Yeah, yeah. it's it looks so weird. Yeah, it doesn't look. Yeah, yeah, doesn't look like him at all. Well, you know, clearly does those eyebrows. It looks like he's he's like his child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason Rodney and Ronan were actually kept alive, according to the previously on, was the Queen wants you to see the fruits of our labor. That's what the Wraith said to them. Yeah, but then it's it's touched it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's touched on very briefly when I think Weir is talking to the IOH. She's like, oh, we don't know how fast hive ships are now. But there was, like, we never knew how long it was going to take. I mean, mm. they, they did seem to be faster given that they managed to get, and again, they mentioned it very briefly in this episode, the reason it's called No Man's Land is because the fight's taking place in the space between galaxies, mm-hmm. which is where they are, which is how, like, the Daedalus was able to get there quicker because they kicked in their intergalactic drives rather than their interstellar drives or whatever it was to catch up to the um, the Wraith faster. Mm, and the Wraith And the Wraith had to stop for a little while and stuff. Because uh, they're to, organic to, in nature. Yeah. yeah, I actually had never heard that this uh, explanation before. It's like, oh, because they're organic in nature, they need to, what, like, basically cool down from the effects of radiation and sort of, like, cleanse themselves of the yeah. shit. You know, I was Which like, oh, like, I yeah, think we spoke okay. about that maybe when either Craig was here or maybe when Jacob was here, mm. and we asked, yeah, if that was something that you had kind of um, heard before, and you were like, nope. Well, the explanation or even just the idea? The, the, the idea that they're organic in nature. The ships. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I'd ever... I think just because they look like a ship. Like, they look... You know, they, they look... They look like an organic creature from the outside, but I didn't actually think that they were. I was just that that was because the the aesthetics yeah. of a, of a wraith, you know, wraith architects and engineers, they're just mm. mental. Yeah, they like really good wraith cocaine. And, yeah, they like gooey shit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Add some more gooey shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's interesting though. Yeah, yeah. I just, I we, I think they really could have doubled down on that. The fact that we were in the space between the galaxies and the the speed of the wraith, because yeah, it's like. I know those little pods were kind of keeping them alive, but it's like, what were they? If what if the tri- what if the trip had taken thirty years? <laughs> quite comfortable. Years? Yeah, like what if what Easy if on the spine? What if the trip had taken thirty years? Would they have aged thirty years by the time they got there? What if the trip had taken a hundred years, and that's outside you know human lifespan? Yeah. Were those pods going to keep them alive until they got to Earth, and then what they were going to go and push them up against a window and say, "Look at us, look," you know? <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, it was it was a it was a stretch. But it gave them something to do. And mm. apparently that was Martin Gira's favourite part of the episode was just the, the cutting back to the pod and having uh, McKay and Ronan bicker at each other. Yeah. Um, that was Gira's favourite part. He said you could have written a whole episode just like that. I don't write funny. I write annoying. Because <laughs> remember, I think it was the end of season one or two, mm. season one, I think, where they had they were doing stops to collect. They were, they were collecting people, doing culling. Yeah. Was that because... See, I always thought it was because of the hyperdrive thing. I'm, um, I'm retroactively yeah, were, putting that yeah, on. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the intent. Um, but at the time, I think it was maybe like they were making stops and it could have been two feed or it could have been just a two for one. It's like, well, we have to stop here. Any, we have to make a stop anyway. Yeah. It's, I guess it's like us as humans. It's like, well... If you're going to take a rest stop when you're driving a long way, are you going to stop at one of the rest stops where it's just a park bench? Or are you going to stop at a rest stop, rest stop where it's a BP where you can get a Snickers and a, and a Powerade? Mm. Yeah. And so refuel. I guess, yeah. And so I guess that's kind of the idea with the Wraith is well, if they've got to stop anyway within the Pegasus Galaxy, they're going to mm. stop somewhere that they can cull yeah. and feed and, and store some, some, some food in their pods. Mars bar. Whereas obviously, yeah, in between galaxies, there's nowhere to stop and cull. So they just have to stop anywhere and do what they need to do but yeah i think you're right there's definitely some 
retroactivity going on there in terms of the how and the why um, of the stops. Yeah, I just like the idea of like in real time right now in this episode, there's a huge ORI attack on the Milky Way. Also, two giant Wraith motherships heading to Earth. Yeah. It's very cool. I almost kind of wish, I mean, this doesn't happen, so it's not a spoiler, <laughs> but the Wraith just enter the Milky Way and the ORI just destroy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> post yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even if it was a little more overlap between the first episodes of both seasons yeah. in that both of these episodes have... Woolsey in the SGC. Mm. Yes. So it's like, why did why weren't the rest of the IOA there in last week's episode, like talking to Landry as well? Like you could have had yeah. some really nice, and then them dealing with the idea. It's like, well, okay, well if we're going to recall the ZPM, mm. is it? Are we going to put it in the Odyssey of the Daedalus? Or are we going to put it in the chair? Like who we protect? We've got multiple things coming in. It's like if you put the ZPM in the chair, that only protects our planet from a ship that comes directly to our planet with the Wraith is going to do, but it's not going to protect us from the Ori who will just have a bunch of ships that are just going to fly around and destroy every other planet of all our allies and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, they could have definitely, I think, added some more peril and... Because um, seeing an Ori ship come up against a Wraith mothership would be pretty sick. Yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. And just to see the size comparison, that was one of the yeah. shots I loved the most from this episode was when the um, the Daedalus oh, uh, comes out of hyperspace and then and Caldwell's like, uh, don't wait for my order. As soon as you have a target, start firing. And there's yeah. that big pull away shot and you just see all the, all the firepower just yeah, coming like from the Daedalus. It looked like tendrils. Yeah. The Daedalus. And then they say, oh, there's there's Wraith darts are doing, you know, intercepting. And then suddenly you see all those explosions not hitting the, 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 the hive. Yeah, yeah. But you can't even see the darts. That's mm, how yeah. far away you are is you can't even see the darts. Uh, intercepting all those shots. And if you are from that far away, you're like, wow, do they have ten? Like, literally, do they have tendrils? Yeah. 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 Connected to their shit that yeah. they come out and try and grab you. And... Yeah, it looks so cool. Or well, the and shot then... where it, it followed the drones and you were sort of like through oh, space. Yeah. Like, so you were kind of following one, but then it would zip over to another and sort of those zip. ancient like... drones are so cool. Yeah, yeah, and the ship never seemed to be getting closer. And I'm like, I don't think we're following this all the way through until it hits the ship or hits the shield or anything like that because... That seems to, like this is going to be a two-minute shot if that's the case. So, yeah. But it was still just a really cool shot, something different we've never seen in the show before. Same as the shot that zoomed in to find Shepard on the 302 mm. on the side of the hive. I think it's one of the first times it really gave a sense of just yeah. how f***ing big the yeah. hives are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I um I really like that. that yeah, was that really was really cool. cool. like that in there. Yeah. Apparently Even- there's a new... Um, uh, production company doing all that CGI stuff for them. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, this season, they mentioned yeah, very in, the, in the commentary. Speaking, we spoke about the Queen before. Just had a note here. She calls him Michael. Do you reckon that's a sledge? Yeah, like, I guess I'm going to call you the oh. name that the humans gave you, yeah, yeah. Michael. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because she was talking about how she, she can smell the human on you or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, cause, it's like a descent. Yeah, because um, Wraiths don't have names. That we know about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It's funny that she used that. Yeah, or that he told her that my name's Michael. Now. I wonder. Yeah, mm. I wonder if that was intentional. I wonder if that was just like Giro it just felt like that, or... the way she, as an actress, chose to say the name. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's like a bit of a see the the pick payout. up the mention of his name. I picked up and I heard it a little differently. This is not helpful, Michael. Fine. I believe you, Michael. <laughs> but know this. If you're not telling the truth, I will find out. Because I'm smart, and you aren't. <laughs> oh, studio audience. 
<laughs> I love that one. Maddie made something. Shut up, Maddie. <laughs> I just, the way Shepard says Michael just reminds me of Jackie from that seven. Yeah, Michael. Right. <laughs> Michael. Michael. Yeah, his own sledge. It's like, well, that's it's like all he named him you. too. It's like his son. Yeah. The way he says it. <laughs> Michael. Not helpful, Michael. And I know that the, the queen still being very right um, at the end of it was. Oh, yeah, the, good... the virus didn't work on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he said it didn't work on females. Well, you, you could have told me that. He's like, I just thought of it. Shut up. Don't yeah. assume it. Tired. I've been annoyed. Exactly lawn. right. Poor old lawn. So I know that was a good. Um, Turn a good shock moment for for the audience and mm. for the characters, obviously. But it would have been like if, if as much before we got there, then like walking through the ship and they hear, "What's going on?" And they turn around and see one of the wraith guys with his long and you know, elf hair, and he's just got a human face and just like so oblivious. And they're just like, "Yeah, come on, uh, come this way, buddy. I know you got no memory, but what's going? Yeah. Come on, just uh, shift yeah. you off into here." But uh, like that's the- a neat way to kind of take out a hive. That's what I mean. Let's yeah. Walk, yeah, come this way. Boom. Straight in the back of the head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. Nazi style. Yeah, Tune in next but, week. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wonder like, if they would have like landed on the ship and, I mean, it would have indicated there was still a wraith around or maybe that certain wraiths turned before other ones did. If they would have landed, you know, been beamed in, in uh, into one particular room and there were human, human wraiths, humans lying around that had been sucked you know been been been, um, fed on. been fed on and you're like oh shit well this is clearly working the wraith were getting desperate or or something um but you know then are you doing that i guess at the expense that the queen is still the queen yeah and uh, and didn't turn human as we uh, as we would have hoped and it's and it's good to have like limitations on this virus mm. otherwise it could just be a matter of yeah they just drop one of those viruses yeah. on every single hive ship and the wraith are done for yeah it's like well they don't work on the queens and the queens are kind of the most important yeah a partner way mm. so it's a shooter in the head yeah <laughs> <laughs> i um i did find it quite surprising um once the daedalus had kind of been knocked out and they were doing the damage damage control I feel like that's the most calm McKay has ever been in a, in a crisis situation. Mm. Like at no point, like he was still like, yes, I know I'm getting a, a oxygen mask, but he was just, he wasn't <laughs> yes, like screaming me. and frantic and spitting and all that kind yeah, of stuff. He true. was just very like, this is what we're doing. This is this, 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 give me everybody. If you took shop in high school, blah, 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 blah. I was like, that's a, that, it kind of reminds me of like, um, five, like serenity, like a uh, wash when like, Shit's fine. He's like wisecracking and weird and crazy. And then when stuff gets really serious, he just gets really quiet and really focused. He's like, I'm a leaf on the wind. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like that should be McKay. Like the more intense things get, mm. the calmer he gets. But then he just blows up Deluxe because someone ate his sandwich. You know? <laughs> like, I kind of wish they'd lean more into that. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. But that's what I mean. It's good for He's the most developed character in the entire series. Mm. Yeah. Based absolutely. on where we see him from SG1 to now and then the end of the Atlantis it's yeah he's Cordelia he's yeah, yeah he's and when he's, he's annoying but I understand like when they found he's always, the oxygen, he's always annoying though, yeah, yeah yeah I know obviously but like <laughs> when he when he's like in this he gets the oxygen packs and he's like oh sweet how many of these we, oh, we've got like 20 but we've got 200 people on the ship he's like okay well clearly like the smartest most helpful people are going to need this to stay more level headed Yes, I am, a, I am yeah. one of them. And I'm like, yeah, you are, you son of a bitch. Like, obviously, we need you to be fully oxygenated and all that. I get it, mate, but why did you have to point that out? Like, yeah. someone else could have went, Rodney, you need this. He's like, are you sure? Am I taking this off a woman or a child? Are you sure that it's me? He's just like, obviously, give it to me. We've got 19 left. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, so. hilarious. It was yeah. a cool battle, though. It was a very, 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 very cool battle. Mm. Um, yeah. like, oh, even the end where they, they, they took off the bay um, of where the, the darts are coming out of. And it just yeah. 
yeah. slowly just boom, 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 boom. And that was sort of like the, the last moment where they're like, okay, they're now turning all their attention to you or whatever. Like it was just that was that was a cool moment. There's like yeah. multiple, multiple explosions. Like we were actually doing some damage rather than just like little bits and pieces here and there and getting lucky. Yeah, it was definitely a peak sci-fi battle. <laughs> Sir, we did our best. Nothing to apologize for, Major. Bring all rail guns to bear on the main dark base. Hold fire till I give the order. Channel every ounce of power to the forward shield and tell that. I have that a contact, sir. Single wraith ship, possibly a transport. Just left the hive and is on a course for us. It's broadcasting a calm on our frequencies. What the hell do they want? Maybe they want to surrender. Not likely. Let's hear it. <laughs> this is Colonel John Shepard, Zenication Code Alpha 7 Tango 3. Please respond. Open a channel. Colonel Shepard, we'd written you off. Get all emotional on me now. Look, I got McKay, Ronan, and Michael aboard a rape transport. Michael? Yes, sir. He's got a plan I think you're gonna like. But it probably won't be long before they start shooting at us. I've just opened fire on the transport, sir. Beam them directly to the bridge. We're still going. This no, is fantastic. Going. I was waiting for the transition back. and Absolutely not. Might I say this thing up two minutes? We're still waiting another minute. Something like that. Oh, yeah. God, okay. I thought there was a good pay, going to be a payoff at the end. No, absolutely. <laughs> the, the payoff was just. I tell you what, though, the transition, seamless edit, Ooh. very well. Even the scores, it's like, well, there was no, there was no big edit points. I actually you know? felt like Did Caldwell. Caldwell sounded like Seth MacFarlane. I thought you were going to do That's an right. Orville. Yeah, especially because oh. how fast it sounded. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this is an Orville thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I could have done that. But <laughs> if you go back to the start and you like, because I actually thought it was Seth MacFarlane. Caldwell mm. was. All right. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Sorry, sir. We did our best. Nothing to apologize for, Major. Bring all rail guns to bear on the main dark base. Hold fire till I give the order. Oh like it seemed like I don't no, hear it. I can. I can a little bit for sure. Yeah, like just I, like, yeah. The way, yeah. And because that's it seemed, great because I'm wearing my Orville Seth Trek T-shirt as well. <laughs> ah, very good. It uh, gets it. It's it's like you know the. Uh, uh, the the child last week. What's it, the Oris the Oris Orisai. Orisai. That's you sneaking one in behind the border. It's a Star Trekky shirt. Yeah, but it says Seth. So yeah, and it's got a picture, we'll allow got a picture it. of the Orville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a coyote. We know that. Yeah. Wow, that we played more than that than I thought. I thought you guys would have. Like, I just saw so, something else going to happen. Yeah, I thought something else was. I thought you were just going to no. go in and out. I thought maybe you're going to yeah. throw into like a Star Wars one, and then we're going to come back, and there's like something from no. Farscape or some shit. I don't know. I just found a fantastic battle from Deep Space Nine and pl- played that. Yeah, that's... I mean, there's a great um, uh, crossover there because um, the the leader of the Jedi, what's his name? The guy that got blown cool, up. Oh yeah. No, no, the the main guy. What's his name? Oh, the one who was eating the fruit. Crater face. Oh, the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, not redeem the other mm-hmm. one. Redemption. 
Yeah. Anyway, that <laughs> he's, he's o- O'Brien from Next Generation. Oh, Brian. Yeah, he he was in that he was in that battle. That's two. Can we get it? That's oh, one. We get, we get, we're going to have to, I think. Yeah. That's one. And then oh, that's fine. That's I got away with a bunch last week, so that's yeah. fine. I know. Rape. If you know, you know. (laughs) A couple little um, trivery housekeeping little bits. Uh, This episode is the first time Taylor calls Weir Elizabeth. They're on a first name basis now. Taylor. What else is boring? You're in charge. I'm pretty sure that's illegal to put her in charge. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like. I feel like. Well, she's the only other one wearing a red shirt. So (laughs) they're like, well, got to do it. Um, and something I thought was cool is the Weir Landry Zoom chat mm. was a live feed because the studios are just across the walkway from each other. Oh, so they right. had Landry in the oh, SGC. Oh, like in real life. In real life. So That's they had cool. Landry in the SGC. They had Weir in um, Atlantis Operations, and they set up a live video chat. So they were actually talking live uh, huh. via those video cameras so they could actually play off each other. That's cool. And neither one of them had to deal with like a, re- a pre-recorded message. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I hate how they ha- I mean they have to do it in in a lot of instances. But when yeah, TV movies have to do that, and like you're just playing off like your own reactions, and it's like up to the editor to try and pick the best one that matches someone else's take five five and yeah. your take fourteen, and that's actually really cool. That's like yeah, less, yeah. Less, I mean, that's in a way, never going to happen again. Where two TV shows are kind of talking to each other in the same lot, mm, same I set mean, and same franchise, yeah. essentially, especially like yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah, it, like it's literally like the 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 walkway between their two buildings mm. is like a stargate. Like basically, yeah. they're just like talking through it. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's very cool. Yeah, I can't think of another instance where that. Imagine that, that, that the shot, like the back of one of the sets, is the stargate as, yeah. on both. So, like when they do a transition, like walking through the gate, if like oh. Weir goes back to the peg, and they actually it. cut through the the giant the wall. wall between <laughs> their sets, like oh my god, yeah. they come on, they go. Do you know that wasn't a special effect? Everyone's yeah. like, what are you talking <laughs> about? You went across galaxies, yeah. of course. It's like, like a one no, no, no. shot, and yeah. you just chip oh, out the middle bit. Oh, I need a change of underwear now. <laughs> <laughs> that's all awesome. nice. And we never did. <laughs> no. But yeah, no, I can't think of another show like that would be set up like that, mm. where it would be a show and a spin-off running side by side, two studios next to each where other. They're talking to it, two talking characters back and talking to like each that, other yeah. from the their their own sets. Yeah, live. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's so cool. Occasionally, you find those fun bits of trivia online where they say that you know one. I swear it was like at one stage, like Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, maybe and. In Iron Man 2, doing that, the donut scene or something like that. Like he was dressed up, he's in a diner or something, but nearby mm. they were filming Breaking Bad uh, at one of the um, the Gus Fring's chicken joints. And Samuel Jackson loved Breaking Bad. He's like, Can I cameo? Basically, as Nick Fury, he was just going to be in a trench coat sitting in the back of one of the um, oh, Dos man. Palos Hermanos or whatever it was. Yeah, and it's like, wow. everyone's like, Yeah, probably not with the eye patch though. Like that might be a little <laughs> bit too on the nose or something. That's cool. And they never did. Never did. Ah. That's a shame. Wimps. Who do you think that was? MCU, no doubt. Would have said no to that. Probably. Nah, yeah, if, but, he, if he, if he took, took off the eye patch and yeah. just walked over the other set, they couldn't stop it. Would have been break, Breaking Bad would have. He's just Sam Jackson. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think overall a good finale, but average episode overall. Opening, like opening, a, a good a good ending to the finale of last season. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But gotcha. I mean, cool, cool CGI. But I mean, meh. I just yeah, I mean, it's open ended. So yeah, like there's obviously still a lot to deal with next 
week, like next episode with the all the human wraith um, and all that shit going on. So yeah, it's kind of. I wish we'd done it as a two-parter, but it made sense to do it this way. So yeah. yeah. So, uh, but also the Orion died, blew up, right? We yes. no longer have the ancient ship. Yeah, it's gone. So that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. I guess they never could. We're gonna hold on to that. Yeah, I don't even think did they do a shot of it blowing up. It was just like where um, no, they just beamed out. Yeah, Kevin was, was like, it. "We've done all we can here. Let's get out of here." So yeah, we only had it for like an episode and a bit because yeah. it was like it was what um uh what's it called Inferno, Inferno which was like the second last. Yeah, so it was like Inferno last episode. Allies and then, then now it's gone. It did look cool though, way when it was like going into hyperspace. Yeah. Yeah, because it kind of had a bit more dimension than the Aurora, because it looked like the Aurora just looked like a big fucking dog shit. Whereas at least this had like the yeah. little flared out engines on the side and a few other bits and pieces. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> I just feel like I just love those drones as a weapon so much and the, mm. the sound effects. So it's just a shame we don't get more of that. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely use drones sparingly. I guess because they're such an unbeatable weapon. They're just like, well, we use them mm. all the time. It's true. All right, that's episode 230, Stargate Atlantis, season three underway. Back in the, uh, I mean, I know we're just, just saying that there was, we wanted to do maybe a part two. Do we? Are we returning to uh, Pegasus next week to like cap off on like a pseudo part two? Or are we going back to SG-1 I mean, I, I, have no, I have no strong feelings either way. Okay, all right. What do you guys want to do? Oh, I mean, well, we're doing tit for tat, so I'm happy to just go back to SG1. All right. Sounds Let's good. All right. Ugh, Morpheus. All right. <laughs> Get into geek. Get into gate. Get into gate, Stargate podcast. Get into it now before it's too late.